father's tent There you are You're running for your life You're a shooting star And all the years No one knows Just how hard you worked But now it shows In one shining moment It's all on the line One shining Coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. Coach Kevin Furtado. Hey, if you want to know who are the best high school basketball coaches and leaders in our country are, you need to stay tuned and listen to the Championship Vision Podcast. We have some of the most renowned and best high school basketball coaches and PE teachers from around the country. Coaches you might not have heard of, but have amazing ideas. And I firmly believe every coach in America has genius within them. It's not all about the state championships. It's about the impact you have on your kids and your community. So stay tuned to the Championship Vision Podcast. Coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. This is Coach Kevin Furtado. This is episode 201 with Coach Mike Morris. Coach Mike Morris is an energetic, innovative physical education teacher for Nash Rocky Mountain Public Schools in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. His passion includes creating new and innovative physical education activities collaborating with content area teachers to find ways to best teach struggling students through movement and sharing ideas with others at educational conferences across the United States and via Twitter at Mike Morris PE. Mike has engaged the community with collaborative field day activities, created and coached basketball teams, coordinated and coached various camps for disadvantaged students, and has engaged students and community with fundraising activities for charitable and health-based organizations. This varied experience led to Mike being named an Open National Trainer in July 2019. As a testament to his commitment to education, in his six years of teaching, Mike has respectively earned both First Year Teacher of the Year for Nash Rocky Mountain Public Schools and Teacher of the Year for both of the schools he services each week. He has also been named WRAL's Teacher of the Week. Mike was prepared and licensed for his craft at Winston-Salem State University in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Let's welcome Coach Mike Morris.
All right, everybody. This is uh, Coach Kevin Furtado of the Championship Vision Podcast. Uh, I got my assistant coach here, uh, Coach Shoby Young. All right. And um, I got Mike Morris here. Um, Mike's going to tell us a little bit about himself, but he's uh, elementary PE teacher at Rocky Mount Public Schools in Rocky Mount, North Carolina. So he must be a Tar Heel fan, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mike, welcome to the podcast, Coach Young. Welcome to the podcast. Um, Hey, this is a difficult time for everybody right now trying to figure out what to do. But Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself on how you kind of got into teaching, particularly elementary PE. Um, well, I was always an active child growing up. Um, I, I played basketball. I love basketball. I also ran cross country. So, but basketball was my first love. So I, I wanted to go to the NBA, but that didn't work out. So I, um, <laughs> I decided I was gonna try to, you know, take a different route to the NBA and be an athletic an athletic trainer. So after I ran into biology a couple of times, I was like, well, I gotta find a different major. And I looked through the major list and I saw for education and I, I always been kind of good with kids. So I just decided to give it a shot and kind of fell in love with it. Yeah, no I, doubt. Yeah. Um yeah, why – I think – I love elementary kids. You just kind of connected with elementary kids? Yeah, I mean, when I was I was, I was was doing my student teaching, I, I wasn't really feeling the high schools. Um, I don't know, I just wasn't – the high school it wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I made it through, but I just felt like elementary would be – I love doing elementary. I could see myself, you know – doing it every day. And you know, one of the things that I was told when you're trying to find a job is you want to have a job where you enjoy going to work. Mm-hmm. And I like elementary, it was fun to me. So. Yeah, and Coach Young, I know uh, Coach Young played basketball for me. I saw how old I am, Mike. And uh, she, was a, she was a power forward deluxe, man. She was unbelievable. And I'm lucky to have her on my staff. and. You know, we're trying to get her certified, getting her master's, all that. She's trying to do all that. Um, Coach Young, a hey, very similar. Hey, you love the little kids, man. She's great with yes. the kids. Tell us a little bit about you. Um, well, I definitely, I never, honestly, I never thought that I would be teaching elementary kids. I've always said I don't want to work with kids. I'm not good with kids. Um, and, you know, Coach Ritado, you had always asked me, you know, I want you to come coach with me. And I didn't think that that would come along with, me teaching elementary PE Um, but once I got started it definitely gave me like a rush Um, I enjoyed the energy that they brought to me um, and it was just a different type of feeling I definitely um, can agree with you Mike that um, I I enjoy going to work every day even on zoom calls I enjoy going to work every day so um, yeah yeah and coach young I saw today you had Mike on one of your uh, one of your activities, right? Which one were you doing today for Mike? Listen, for the past, like, three days, I have been playing his videos. <laughs> <laughs> man, you're a superstar now, man. <laughs> for the past three days, yeah, they really enjoy um, the activities. Today we did – oh, man, they're all running together in my head right now. Um, oh, we did the underhand serve with the softball and the basket, and then we did – the hurdle one with the shoe boxes, jump over the three shoe boxes. We did that one today as well. So, 
They really enjoy that. <laughs> Mike, tell us about how you created all those, man. Yeah, I love the creativity, man. We love them. Tell us about that. It just kind of started as like, so we were required when we when when school stopped in the spring, we were to, we were required like we weren't really given a requirement. Like we he was just like you know you need to send a you could either send a packet home, or you could send something digitally. So we use Class Dojo here, and I mean it just started as me you know trying to find something to send to my kids, and I kind of started just making videos, and once I just started, it's just kind of like oh, well, we can do this, or we can do this. And I try to think, you know, okay, not everybody has, what, what are things that, you know, all students more than likely have at their house? Right. So yeah. what can you use in your house to be physically active with? And I also try to think, you know, how can I make this as fun as and as engaging as possible, as, as well as um, make it as harmless for the kids and the for their parents because you know a lot of parents work i wanted to give them something that didn't take a lot of time but they enjoyed doing it so i just started i, I just started brainstorming ideas and i would see something and say you know how can i adapt this to use something in the house it's funny because my girlfriend was she's actually my recorder so she records everything for me she does a great job <laughs> on her phone and it's a tedious process because we sometimes we got to do it over and over again so um i i enjoyed it, it it's kind of, it was kind of a it, it was a thrilling thing you know because i would record the video and i'd say oh i need to get this out by such and such time and you know it, it just kind of got like oh i'm gonna do this you know i'm gonna do this and then just watching just seeing how many people how people were reacting to it and how many students were using it and going through and reading the comments on YouTube. It was mm -hmm. kind of like, wow, you know, this is, this is helping people. You know, this is, this is helping teachers and kids are actually enjoying it. And that's kind of what, you know, pushed me to keep going. Um, I need to get back to it. Yes, because we're using the videos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing was, I was at, I was at home. So, you know, I could, and I kind of want to keep it consistent. Like, I'm at school, and it's like, eh. So, I mean, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get to sit home. Maybe I'll try to do something this weekend, because I got some ideas that I haven't done yet. But <laughs> it's, it's yeah. funny. It's funny when people tell me, you know, oh, we love your videos, because it's like, I mean, it's, it's something that just came to my head, like this weird idea. Like, I would never think that, you know, a, a bunch of people would like to, you know, jump over shoe boxes. Uh, who thinks of that type of stuff? You know, so it's great creativity, though. And there's a bunch of other like Justin Cahill. I'm yeah. sure you heard his name. And there's yeah. so many guys out there that are are doing it, and we have to do it now, right, Mike? I mean, we have a lot of kids at home. Coach Young asked Mike because we have an equipment. I'm trying to get a PE pack for each one of my PE kids because kids don't have equipment. It's amazing. Well, Coach Young, talk about that a little bit, about what's going on with equipment. Um, yeah, so thankfully we do have videos like the ones that you have um, because it's just household items that kids normally have around the house. Um, but there are other activities where we would love for them to have, you know, maybe an actual ball or an actual paddle or 
um, a hula hoop or something, you know, anything, something that you normally will use um, in PE. So we're definitely trying to find a way for kids to have, you know, just the basic PE equipment at home. Um, that way everyone can, like the kids at home can feel apart just, you know, along with the kids that are in the gym because we have both here where we're working. So um, that's what we're trying to get together now and hopefully that'll work out. That way everyone can participate with the same activities. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I know, I know uh, U.S. Games offers uh, PE at home equipment packets, mm -hmm. packs. Um, so that yeah, might be that, yeah. Look we actually we we we're, we're getting it from because um, I interviewed Brian Devore and a friend of mine who does BSN. We're trying to set that up, so I got to get my head of my school kind of involved in that because in our parents' association. But um, that's something that we're really looking at. But hey, you can create. Hey, we're hey kids are using the paper balls the. The things that you're using, you can be really creative and quit and equip and still get a great workout, right? You can, yeah, you definitely can. Um, and I think that's the that's the that's the beauty about it is is that you know what if we didn't have equipment, or, you know, if we want our kids to be physically literate, as we say, you know, not everybody's gonna have a basketball at home or not everybody has a hula hoop. So, you know, I think that's the 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 great part about this is showing them, you know, you don't need this equipment in order to be physically active you know you can use this this or you may not even use you know you may not have to use anything and then and then you know having them reflect on how the activities made them feel is also a big part because you know them seeing that you know you don't have to use anything and i still feel good after i did this workout and i may not have even thought that i was working out but i had fun doing it might play a huge part in them, you know, being physically active or getting to learn to love physical activity. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, talk about um, some of your mentors. I mean, I have guys like Ben Landers, Pete Charette, guys, I mean, out here that are just great mentors of mine. Um, who are some guys that kind of got you that you really call on to figure out ideas? Um, I would say... Amy Gibson, we, we bounce ideas up, up off of each other a lot. Um, I think the guys who inspired me to, you know, be creative and kind of find a new way to do things are Joe Weaver and Gabe Irvin. Um, I went and saw them present at a conference. Well, they, they were at the first NCA for a conference that I ever attended my first year teaching. And just seeing, you know, how creative they were and the things that they were doing, you know, it was like really outside of the box activities that incorporated academics um, and they were really fun. Um, Chris Walker, Artie Camille, um, so many people. I know Kevin Tiller is awesome. He's creative. Ben Perillo, he's absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Um, Justin Cahill, his creativity is through the roof. Um, it's so many people. That, that are just, you know, awesome in this field. And there's so many people that are doing amazing work. So I think, you know, the phys ed community is doing a good job working through uh, teaching physical education through this pandemic. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. And social media 
man, you can literally get all your resources from YouTube. I mean, right? I mean, it's a great resource. Talk about that, Mike, and uh, also talk about other resources that you can use as a, as a PE coach. Um, my biggest resource and the resource that probably changed my teaching the most is Twitter. Um, it's probably like, it's like the Bible. It's like my, you know, my phys ed Bible. It's the first place I look because it has the, fre the freshest ideas. Um, I, I, I do use YouTube sometimes, depending on what I'm teaching. But Twitter is probably my go-to. I believe it or not, I, I've only been using Facebook for a year or so. And Facebook groups have really, they really have good content as well. Um, the PE Central group, the elementary PE teacher group. Um, I know during the pandemic or during COVID, the COVID-19 area, the group that's been pushing out some good content is uh, elementary PE teachers, physical education resources, and online school closure educator support for PE. Those Facebook groups um, are, they, they have excellent, excellent, excellent PE at home content as well as physical education content. Right. Um, other sites are Open Phys Ed, of course. Right. Um, free curriculum-based content. Um, you can't go wrong with that at all. But if I had to say my, my go-to is Twitter. Twitter right. changed my teaching. Um, and it's, it's, it's just an amazing resource to connect with other, other educators. Oh, there's no doubt, man. There's some great stuff out there. I mean, um, Coach Young, um, talk a hey, – you're, you're starting, Coach Young's in her second year, Mike. Help her out on what she can do to, and I, I, I offer her advice and, and so forth, but I wanted to come from another person. What advice would you offer for a young teacher coming into the profession right now? Um, don't be afraid to try. Don't be, a, don't, be a, don't be afraid to try new things. Um, another piece of advice would be to get connected in, in, in more ways than one. So whether it be Twitter, whether it be Facebook, or whether it just be meeting new educators at conferences you attend, it's, it's always nice to have someone to call on when you need help. And probably the last thing is go to conference, conferences, invest in your own, um, invest in your professional development because it'll make your job easier and it'll also um, help you better serve your your students. Those would be my three three things. My advice to, for a first year teacher. <laughs> I love it. Don't be afraid to try. You don't always have to go through the book, by the book because every student is different. And you know, don't be afraid to try. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's awesome advice. Coach, I appreciate it. Thank. Yeah. I definitely jotted those down because um, I'm. I do social media, but I don't at the same time. So I definitely have to, if I'm afraid with anything, it's definitely getting more, I guess, like getting out into the social media realm. Um, I have a Twitter, but I'm not active on it. I have an Instagram, not active on it. Facebook, not active on it. So, you know, it's just, I have to get back into that to where I can connect um, with yeah. other uh, physical ed teachers. So Now, when you say active, do you mean like using it or just, because like it's a difference between being active and just, you know, lurking. So 
my advice would also be to, you know, find, because I, I was the same way when I first started. My mom actually, she's um, in the digital, she was in the digital education world. And she was telling me to, you know, get on Twitter for the longest time. Or, and I wouldn't listen. I was like, I, I got up there, but it was like, I don't see anything up here. Right. And, you know, she got me connected to a couple of educators. And then I just started, like, once I saw what they were doing, it was kind of like, I, I had to take it slow. That would be a, a great piece of advice. Take it slow. Find yeah. a couple people, you know, that you know are, you know, sharing good content. And, you know, maybe even retweet a few things here, you know, just keeping stuff that you like and what you think work would work best for you and your students. Well, I'll start by following you and then I'll go through your list, see what you retweet, <laughs> and then I'll go from there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I have been, been on a kind of a social media break since we got mm -hmm. out of school, but I, I start teaching next week. So I'm hoping to push out some ideas and share some things that are working well for me starting next week. I got to get back in the swing of things. Absolutely. Hey, Mike, I want to pick your brain because we've already started. Uh, what is, you're going to be in class, correct, with students? No, I'm going to be virtual. Oh, you still be virtual. Okay. For the first nine weeks. First nine weeks. First nine weeks will be virtual. So my plans are to have scheduled Zoom meetings with certain grade levels that have devices. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to that. <laughs> um, and then I have some virtual resources that I'm going to be um, putting out, like a um, Bitbuji classroom to give students choice. Those, those who may not be able to join the Zoom meeting, you know, they'll still have the same options. It'll just be, they'll, it'll be virtually instead of them being live with me on Zoom. And then as of right now, our kindergarten and first graders don't have devices at all. So I have to put together like a little packet for them every week that they can do at home. Right. My my thing is with with that with with virtual teaching in general, you know, I want to and I probably already said this, but I want to make it as engaging as possible. I want to make it as harmful for the parents and the students because if you think about it, they're already on the computer with their regular teacher for three and a half to four hours a day. So, you know, I want to make it fun. I want to make it, you know, that they, that they learn something and I want to make it so that, you know, it's not an extra hassle for them or their parents. And coach, coach young, that's a big issue is parent involvement because Hey Mike, we got kindergarten kids that are they're They're in the, they're on the computer. But man, the parents are nowhere to be found. It's like and and you have some help. you have some kids who will sit there and just look at you. Mm -hmm. And I'm me as a teacher, I'm like, okay, is there an adult around or an older sibling, somebody there that can possibly help assist you? Because it's just with especially my kindergartners and some of my first graders, they just they just sit there, you know. And I try mm -hmm. to find the simplest things for them to use to be active, whether if you're just jumping in place or doing some jumping jack something, you know, I try to, but a lot of them just cannot, I don't know, it's just maybe they, I don't know if they don't uh -huh. understand it or if it's too difficult, but it's, it's definitely a task trying to get some of them to um, be active. So I, it's I can learning believe, as it go. 
I'm sure I'm going to run into those same problems next week. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, though. I'm looking forward to the challenge of, you know, the whole virtual learning thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, hey, give us – I want you to offer me – I'm in the classroom. I'm on. I'm in the gym. I'll be honest with you, there's very few resources right now that talk about what equipment to use. And our, our school is great. They tell me exactly what I can use and cannot use. Um, the social distancing, we got, we have a system, but talk about, help us out. Like if you were in the gym now, how you, you can't run the class the same as you used to. No, you definitely can't. Um, can you tell me what, 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 like what you're allowed to use and I can maybe give you some tips and advice. For sure. Um, we're allowed to use uh, anything that's cleanable. Okay, I don't, uh, it's not even a word, but uh, plastic. We can't use any cloth. Okay, but we have to. We can use plastic. We can use rubber balls. Um, but it has to be. You know, we're sanitizing hands uh, probably two to three times. Like today, I think we had three times with my first grade. We sanitized hands, but we can use plastic, and we we can use jump ropes uh, handles but we cannot use anything that has cloth. Um, my, the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, a bunch of personal space games, getting students to understand, you know, how we move throughout space and, um, you know, using those first couple of weeks to set your expectations. So this is how things are gonna be. And we're gonna practice that until we have it down pat. Mm -hmm. So I, my my thing would be I would probably not use any equipment for the first couple of weeks until we can get the social distancing part down packed and how we're going to move without touching each other and bumping into each other. Then when we get to the part where we the, the part of the year where we do get to use equipment, um, you know, that I would definitely as far as activities wise, I couldn't tell you what to do in your classroom activity wise. Sure. Uh, but I guess my advice would be to whatever you're going to use, make sure that you take the time to set that expectations and explain to them why we're doing this the way that we are doing it so that they can have an understanding and that you all can be on the same page. Yeah, I love that. And uh, what we do is we set it up in what we call rainbow. We have kids six. We already have spots already marked off on the floor. So we come in and we show them, we show them a motivational videos, our first thing. Uh, then we have uh, all of Mike uh, Ginicola. We have his videos for fitness. There's a lot of great fitness videos. So they do all their exercises in those same spots. Um, and then I go into a fitness challenge. We have a different fitness challenge kind of every other day. Like today was the alternate toss against the wall. So they each have their own ball. Yeah, uh, they have a partner. Um, and then we go into kind of a, some, a, a team activity. Um, and that's the challenge because it's hard to keep that. So that, that's kind of a process. Then we close down with our student of the day. So that, that's our process of our classes right now. Uh, but they know me pretty well. So they got the protocol down pretty good. How, how much time do you have them sanitize equipment or how much time? Does it take to, you know, sanitize the equipment in between classes? Uh, we do, yeah, right in between. It takes me about, probably about five minutes uh, to get to spray it and so forth. So 
Um, and sometimes I have another teacher in there helping me. Um, we definitely sanitize the hands uh, two to three times every every class. Now, Coach Young, do you um do you get to stay home? <laughs> Currently, right now, yes, I am at home because I am quarantined. Um, <laughs> but I will be back on campus um, next week, and then so I'll be in the gym, but I'll still have like my main focus on my online kids. So they'll have pretty much my full attention still. But it, you know, obviously, if he needs extra assistance with the kids in the gym, then I'll be there to help assist him with that. So it's kind of doubling up on both of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that easy. We got, we're still trying, we're figuring it out on the run, Mike. I'm sure everybody all, else is too. Yeah, I think we all are. Um, I know I, I was, I, I, a quote yeah, that I heard the other day um, stuck out to me that we're all, we're all first year teachers again. Yes, I, I like yeah. that. <laughs> We're all first-year teachers again, so. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, um, yeah, go ahead. I said at least us as a phys ed community, we got each other. <laughs> at the very least, that is true. That There's is no true. doubt. Um, hey, Mike, talk about the future a little bit. So, first of all, when do you think you'll you guys will be back actually in the class? What's what's the plan in North Carolina or your district? Um. Well, there we have a, we're currently in, I believe it's plan C. So we'll do nine weeks and they'll see what it looks like. Um, and then we may do where we start bringing certain groups in. I, me personally, I don't think we're going to go back to school this year, 2020. Wow. wow. I think it'll be 2021, maybe. Um, that's interesting. That's very interesting. I, I don't. I don't see. I hope it. I hope we can return this year, but I'm not sure how that how that'll work. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Georgia. You know, Georgia's wide open, Mike. I mean, we everything's open, um, and uh, we're hoping actually, Mike, this year that we get to play basketball. We have the best basketball team we've ever had here. Um, and we're hoping we can play, man. But it doesn't, it doesn't look good. But uh, so, now, one thing that is in, happening in North Carolina is we are going to we are going to start sports. Sports start in November. Okay. Not sure how that's going to work online. I'm pretty sure they have an elaborate plan. Um, some schools have actually went back in okay. North Carolina, but our district, I'm not sure if it'll be. But we will start. We'll start playing basketball December fourteenth. Oh wow! Wow. Practice or playing game? Playing games or? Oh, the first game is like December. No, no. First game is in January. Wow, man! So you can start December the fourteenth, and you got till like the season. You'll play fourteen games. I know for sure. High schools will play fourteen games. Wow! Yeah. And um. I believe a playoff. So did they just flip flop the schedules? So I mean, they what? already made, yeah, yeah, they already made that decision. We we haven't heard anything out here. We're, We're still waiting. <laughs> We're still waiting. Still waiting. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I'm AAU is going on. I, I'm yeah. also, yep. Also, yeah. I do geography, so I record basketball. So you know, it's a lot of AAU happening. I mean, it's pretty. 
I can say, I mean, <laughs> the way they run the tournaments with all the people and how they clear it out, I don't know how that how that can translate to, you know, high school and the amount of people, but who knows? I guess there's certain liabilities that come with it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. AAU is a whole different, I mean, it's amazing what they're doing right now. That's a whole different podcast right there because (laughs) (laughs) a lot of high school coaches are upset because all their players are playing AAU and are not being managed. The protocol is not really that good. I don't know what you see. Yeah, it's a little crazy. Hey, Mike, hey, before you go, give us some, like, best practices. Um, uh, give us, like, uh, some, uh, like, for daily lessons because I know I spend a lot of time, as Coach knows, on yearly planning, daily lessons. Give us some input into what a good PE teacher looks like and how to organize your daily lessons. Um, well, one of the – getting started as soon as students enter, you know, maximizing that classroom participation time. So my class starts off with an instant activity. As soon as they walk in, they either know to look at the board and get straight to it, um, or they'll get straight to it. My younger students will get straight to their spot and we'll do a warm up exercise as soon as they come in. Um, Another good practice is, you know, helping students understand the why, you know, why are we learning this? And also Mm -hmm. help them know, you know, this is how I'm gonna know that you've learned it. It makes learning meaningful to them. Um, um, making sure you have enough equipment and that you are, if you're doing a team game, that you are you know, using small-sided games, still you know, maximizing that participation time and then you know, having some way to assess your students you know, so that you can not only assess them, but assess your teaching. So, um, you know, whether it be an exit ticket or just, you know, a self-check, having some way to check for learning, those would be my tips for, you know, the best practices. Absolutely. And, uh, Mike, your talk, Coach Young is one of the best. She's, she's in charge of my beginning the class. Talk about what we do, Coach Young, because and our exit, we have a student of the day. Our beginning and end of the class is very important. Talk about that if you have any questions for Mike. Um, so basically when they come in, we do have like a, um, an instant warm-up, as you say. Um, normally they'll come in and do maybe like one or two laps, um, and they'll come sit in their specific spots. Well, now they have specific spots that they sit in every single day. Um, we'll give our class rules, our expectations, um, what the schedule is for the day. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much what we do at the beginning of the class, plus a warm-up. Um, and then at the very end of class, we have what we call a student of the day. Um, and then I'll just ask questions just to kind of recap what we talked about in class. Maybe if it was um, um, an extra class rule, um, what activities we did, what did you learn through the activities. Um, and then we'll reward the students who, you know, answer the questions correctly or who have, um, you know, a comment to where they remember something. We will reward them for that. Um, they really do like the student of the day. Um, all they do is go up and sign the board, but they really enjoy going up and signing the whiteboard. <laughs> so um, that's something that we we do every single day before and um, at the end of class. How do you choose a student of the day? Is it just like the same student? Like, how do you make sure that it's not the same student every single time? Or I just try to make sure. 
I try to make sure every single day I pick somebody different because they, they remember, oh, you haven't picked me. You haven't chosen. Like they, they always remind me if they've signed the board or not. So definitely by the end of the week, I try to make sure that I, if not everybody, majority of everyone will have signed the board. I try to pick maybe four or five kids per day just to make sure everybody gets a chance to. Yeah. Um, another thing that I do, and it's work, it works really well for my younger students, is um, using Ben's um, self-assessment at the end of the class, where they, where he has the signs on the wall. Um, it might not, you might not be able to use it now because of, you know, a bunch of kids touching the wall. Mm -hmm. but, you know, just having them touch and thinking about, you know, how they did in your class today, by just simply tapping whether they did a wild job, a good job, or if yeah. they need to keep trying. Mm -hmm. That's something that you might want to think about implementing. We actually, um, before we got out with the pandemic, we did have that up on the wall, and we would have them line up and you know give their their self assessment of how they did. Um, they did seem to enjoy that as well. Some of them took it to the extreme just to want to see who could touch the highest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But some of them were pretty honest for the most part. But um, we did have them do that, and they did enjoy that as well. Too bad we can't do that now, though. <laughs> yeah, we're still making adjustments, right, Mike? And we, I mean, we're trying to figure it out as we go here. Hey, Mike, I really appreciate you joining us. Uh, is there any uh, final advice you can give, actually, teachers right now on, hey, stay positive, dudes? I mean, don't get, don't get up. I mean, just stay positive. And any, any final advice you can kind of encourage as teachers? Yeah, like you just said, stay positive and don't let this stress you. Um, one thing that I did, <laughs> one thing that I've been kind of trying to practice is like everybody, a lot of teachers are like, rah, 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 we got to do this, we got to do that. But, you know, you just got to look at it as it's it's going to get done. You're going to be doing great things. So you just, you know, you got to take care of you and don't get lost in, you know, this is what we got to do because like it's so, it's so easy to get lost in virtual learning and, mm -hmm. Know, forget that you know you got to take care of yourself as well because it and you gotta you gotta also keep that in mind when you are assigning things for your students um because like i say i was i was at work today and you know just sitting in front of a computer all day long is not something i'm used to right. like you know, i have to sometimes tell myself like you know this you, you gotta hang tight because it, it can get frustrating sometimes so you know sometimes i just gotta get up and be like oh it's gonna be okay like and just step away from it for a second because like it is it can really suck you in if you if you allow it so my yeah that's what i would my advice would be to you know don't stress we're in this together but most importantly take care of you because if you can't take care of yourself then it's going to be very hard for you to serve students yeah that's so true that's so true uh, mike we appreciate you taking the time out offer some great insight and advice uh, how could, uh, I know, we know how to get a hold of you, but how can people, other PE teachers, uh, get a hold of Mike Morris? Um, I'm on Twitter, at Mike Morris PE. Um, you can also check out my website. It's www.mikemorrispe.com. I got a lot of physical education activities on my website. Um, I have a YouTube channel with a bunch of physical education activities, as well as PE at home activities. And that's at Mike Morris PE on YouTube. 
and yeah, yeah. Much for me. yeah and i'll have that i'll have that on the podcast and so forth mike coach young any final words for mike uh before he goes i know he has he's probably going to watch some uh nba hoops i'm sure right now right yeah <laughs> Um, no, I don't have any final words, um, but it was definitely a pleasure meeting you and chopping it up with you to actually converse with the person that I am using all of their videos. Um, so I definitely, <laughs> definitely enjoyed the conversation. Please upload some more content because I will be needing you. <laughs> all right. Thank you. All right. Nice Coach, you. thank you so much, Mike. No problem. Thank you, Kevin. All right. All right. Take care. You too. All right. What's up, friends? It's Ben Landers, and I'm the founder of a website called thepspecialist.com. I want to say thanks to Kevin for letting us sponsor this episode, and also just for the great podcast that he puts out on the regular for PE teachers. The episode is sponsored by the PE Specialist Membership. If you're not familiar with it, it's an awesome program with ready-to-go printable unit plans, lesson plans, tutorial videos, e-courses, printable posters and station signs and you can even get certificates of completion to help you finish your teaching certificate we've also got some awesome follow the leader videos and some animated gif slideshows to give your kids some awesome visuals and show them how to do different skills like jump rope paddle skills soccer ball handling basketball i hope you check it out at the pespecialist.com slash info you can check that page out for more information once again the pespecialist.com slash info Kevin, and have an awesome day. Hey, Coach. This is Brad Shutter calling from Plymouth, Wisconsin. I um, want to thank you for doing the podcast. I've learned a lot from it. Um, I am an elementary FIED teacher and a girls basketball coach, so we have a lot in common. I like the fact that you um, do a mix of both of the FIED teachers and the coaches as well. Um, keep up the great work, um, and once again, appreciate um, all you do to grow the game. Thanks. This is Mike May, creator and owner of Practice Planner Live Software. I'm excited about partnering with Kevin Furtado and Championship Vision Podcasts. We share a common passion of helping basketball coaches be more effective in their profession. With over 26 years of basketball coaching experience, I created Practice Planner Live with the purpose of saving coaches valuable time in creating efficient and effective practice plans. John Wooden once said, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. Practice Planner Live can take your practice planning to a whole nother level with tools and functionality that will maximize your team's ability to reach their potential.